Welcome to the Black Country Business Podcast. We're your coaches, Andy Hemming and Lewis Hayden. Today, we're going to be talking about how to make a fantastic impact with your customers and really stand out from your competition. Let's get people talking about your business. This is the secret sauce that will really drive your success. Welcome to the Black Country Business Podcast. So today we're going to talk about the underpinning secrets to business performance. Now, I do a lot of research and I, do, I coach a lot of businesses and I'm always thinking of this same thing. What makes this business really tick? What is the deep underpinning things that making this firm be more successful than the others? Having a quick chat with Andy about this right now and there's one thing that comes up in common culture. So today I'm going to actually interview Andy Hemming on culture and performance. What does culture mean to you, Andy? Before we start, what does the word culture mean to you? I think uh, for me, culture is about the accepted way of behaviour. And and there's something really important in that. The accepted way of behaviour means that there'll always be a culture in a business. It's just the question is, do you build it or does it build itself? Mm, interesting. Now, for me, there was a guy called Peter Drucker, and he wrote this quite some time ago now, but he said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. And I absolutely subscribe to that wholeheartedly. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. Okay. Let's dig into that. That's interesting. Yeah, well, it really is, isn't it? If you think about it, I mean, if we've said define culture as the accepted behaviours, really what we are saying is that there's a set of defined values and the behaviours around those values are the things that we take to the marketplace and the things that we do in our job. So for me, there's the, the opportunity to, um, you know, really build a strong culture and a set of core values. And we'll talk more about core values in a while, I guess. Um, but by presenting those things coherently and consistently to each other in the marketplace that becomes a very tight way of behaving now if people are really on board with the culture and that way of behaving then then for me uh, and they're aligned with the vision which we obviously talked about in episode one um, you know for, for me then the strategy will sort itself out because people are engaged and they're aligned and they know how they should behave and they want to be on the bus and so the rest will follow. Mm-hmm. So we've got listeners that listen to this podcast right now and they come from different businesses. Yeah. So some businesses that are listening right now, they could be turning over 100K. Some yep. could be startups. Yeah. And we've got some listeners as well that uh, have reached out to us with businesses of 10 million, 20 yep. million plus. Yep. So when we talk about culture here, are you talking about cultures within big organisations or you're talking about culture, what, how does that apply to people that, are, that have got the 100k businesses as well? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question, isn't it? Um, if you think about it, if, we, if we've accepted that uh, culture is about a set of values. Now, let's wheel right back to what you're talking about there. Startup business, one person decides they're going to go and start a business. Why do their customers buy from them? Mm. Now, it might be that they've got a way of doing things and they've bought it with them from their old job. But the customers who buy from them don't buy from them because 
of the processes they use to do those things. They buy from them because of the way they do those things. Absolutely. And that's the values shown by behaviours. So people go, I like that set of values. I like that set of behaviours. It, it aligns with how I see the world. So I like dealing with that person. Absolutely. So even a startup business has a set of core values. Now, the challenge tends to be, as the business grows, people think about employing people, bringing them into the business, divide to multiply, get leverage, delegate or abdicate. That's a whole other, a whole other podcast, I would suggest. Um, <laughs> tasks to other people within the business but what they don't do is think about and in the main i am generalizing in the main think about what are the set of core values that make my customers really like me and how do i make sure that the person that i'm employing shares those core values so they take those same values and the same behaviors to the marketplace and to that customer Interesting, interesting. I mean, I'm looking at this from like an organisational psychology angle as well. There's so many ways that this culture applies across business. You yeah. just took it straight away there to, to talking about attracting the right clients and why they'd want to come to you. Maybe like a marketing perspective on this as well. Yeah. Uh, and then you've also mentioned about leveraging your business. Yeah. You know, if you look at the six steps of what we coach businesses through to having a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. Yeah this culture is the underpinning things that can leverage all of these angles, the sales, people deal with people that they like. Absolutely. So how do you leverage that? You know, one, one thing here is uh, just to talk about the sales angle as well. You're absolutely right. And when I speak to people, why would you go and deal with Bob down the road rather than this big organisation? It's because they've got a personal connection with Bob and they like his values and what he's about. Absolutely. But when you're dealing with a big organisation, that those values can get lost in the culture unless the culture is strict on it. Back to that point about a culture will always be there. Do you build it or have you let it build itself? Interesting. Talk more about that then. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is that the first step really is to look at the different types of culture or values, if you want. And for me, um, there's a great book, Patrick Lencioni's uh, latest book, The Advantage, and I think it just sums it up beautifully because he talks about four types of values. There's the core values, we've mentioned that. And for me, those are the things that um, are the, the values that we'd look at. And the marketplace would look at you and go, oh, um, XYZ Limited, they're the company who... And then they'd list your core values because they'd be that apparent. It might be professional. It might be trustworthy. It might be, I don't know, you, you choose. It'll depend what, what your set of values are. You know, for, for me, it's about um, care, balance, transformation, personal development. So what, we, what do we take to the marketplace? The genuine care in helping people change their life. That's our core values mm. in this business. Everybody yep. in this business is aligned with that, aren't they? Absolutely. So that's all we think about. So the, the core values are the way that the market would describe you. The second set of values are kind of the permission to play values, he calls them. And those are the things like honesty and integrity. So things that everybody in the business should really have, but wouldn't differentiate you because you'd expect everybody to have them. Um and then the third set is aspirational values. So the things that aren't there in the business yet, but you'd like to build in. And the fourth and the most interesting set for me, because this is what happens without us noticing, is accidental values. And accidental values are the things that 
build over a period of time when they shouldn't really build. So I just need to give you a quick example of that. So I worked with a guy about six, seven years ago and um, had a really good business. And he, he employed an office manager. And this office manager, the whole business had a morning break for 15 minutes. And this office manager decided that 10.15 was the time that she was going to take her morning break. So at 10.15 every morning, without fail, whether she was in the middle of a task or had just about reached a logical place to stop, she would down tools for 15 minutes. Now, one of the other team members decided that 10.15 should be the time that they also had their break, so one became two. And after a little while, two became three. And after a little while, three became many. And after a little while more, the whole business ground to a halt at 10.15. The phone could ring, a customer could work, walk in, and it was like walking into a graveyard. Now, there is a perfect example of accidental culture. It grew itself and was never stamped out in the process. Wow. Wow. What impact is that having on a firm? Absolutely. So, you know, we've got these four types of values that show up. But for me, it's about build the culture, get rid of the accidental stuff that's, that finds its way in because it inevitably will. But also, you know, for me, the, the, the big thing really is being absolutely crystal clear on your core values mm. because that is your recipe that is the thing that creates your points of difference in the marketplace. And this is it, Andy. You know, if if it's a, if it's a, if you're a business owner listening to this right now, and you're a hundred k business, or if you're a million pound business, or you're a hundred million pound business, this is a universal principle. It's going to carry through, especially when you start putting more team members in there as well. Uh, talk, you know, another angle of this, not just the sales and marketing angle and the management angle and the leadership angle. What about recruitment? Yeah. Does, I'll see your face get a little bit excited when you talk about that then because we've just opened up a whole new kind of words and we talk recruitment team values and um, culture sure I mean look why would you want to bring people into your business that aren't aligned with your core values absolutely there's a number of things for that aren't there number one um, when they talk to your customers I know we're going back to sort of the customer facing bit but when they talk to your customers if they don't share your values how confused are your customers now going to be because they go well the owner of this business is this and I really like him her because this is what they do and this is how they bring their experience to market but this dude here it's just not the same it's just not the same dealing with him. So I think I'd like to deal with the owner instead. Oh, we, we just mentioned commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. So how the heck do you have one of those if your customers don't get the same experience which they bought from you when you started your business from the rest of your team? That's number one. Number two is this. When uh, I start working with clients, I do a really fascinating exercise. So what we do is we get them to define their core values. There's normally four or five, the recipe. And we'll go, right, okay, how do these values need to present in your business? So we, 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 set, we call it a set the bar exercise. And we say, right, value number one, let's say it's professionalism. Um, does that need to be green? In other words, always there. Or can it be amber? In other words, the person has that value, but it doesn't show up all the time because it doesn't need to, but they have to have it. Um, obviously, we can't have a red because this is a core value, right? So we set the bar and we might end up with five greens or we might end up with three greens and two ambers. But we've now got a 
benchmark of what values should exist in the business in every single employee and at what level, right? Then we list the team members and we do an objective analysis against each of those core values, red, amber, green. Red being that team member does not exhibit that value at all. Amber being they do exhibit it some of the time and green being they exhibit it all the time. Without exception, when a red shows up on that set the bar analysis, the team member will leave. Mm. Not necessarily because the business owner decides to get rid of them, but as we continue to work with them and systemize the business and actually show them clarity on what the business really is about, both in terms of culture, vision, systems, accountability, this person will decide to leave if we don't get rid of them without fail. It's a fascinating exercise. And, you know, I talk to every client that I do this exercise with about this and go, if there's a red, what are you going to do about it? Because actually, if you don't do something about it, all you're doing is prolonging your pain. Really cool exercise. Amazing, amazing. This is just another example of how deep culture goes. And we started this episode by talking about the secret to performance, the underpinning thing that's there. Well, it's not the psychology of the businesses, isn't it, really, when we think about it. We can't sure. see it, but yeah. it's there. Yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's underpinning it all. And for me, Andy, as well, this is like... People will go straight, to, if their business is struggling, they will go straight to go, right, okay, I need more leads and need more marketing. How can I invest more? And get, But that costs money. The things that you're talking about here is a decision to go, right, yeah. I'm going to make a decision and put these core values in. The thing you just spoke about, profitability, leverage, straight away you're sending different signals out to the market. Yeah. So your sales go up. Yeah. Why do people go straight out there and think, right, okay, how can I spend more money and more time in, in getting more clients in when there's so many things that could be done? Absolutely right. I mean, I think we've um, we've kind of talked about it, haven't we, about trading people up to raving fans. Mm. And, and for me, there's that raving fan is somebody who's going to shout about your business because they absolutely love what you do. And that has to be a combination of both the results that you get for them and the relationship that you have with them. I think about those two things. For me, the results that you get for them are the result of your processes. So you go to a restaurant, you want the same quality meal every single time you go. But just because you have a nice steak doesn't make it a great experience. It can be the best steak in the world. But if the waiter chucks it in your lap, you're not going to enjoy the experience. So the results might be good. I know I've given you a really poor result there, but essentially you put a, you put a decent meal in front of somebody in that restaurant and it doesn't matter. As long as it's, as long as it's um, the same quality meal every time, that's part of it. But what will turn you into a raving fan? The raving fan will come from that waiter who serves you your steak, having enough care to address mm. you by your name, mm. having enough interest to question you about what you're really interested in, to ha have enough interest to give you recommendations based on what you like, to have enough care to make sure that when your glass is starting to be empty, it's topped up. That is culture. Great. That's, that's awesome. That Look, is the point. The thing is, Andy, this is, this is, culture is just one part of our nine ways, isn't it? Absolutely. 
culture is just the one key area of this. Yeah. You know, number one being vision. Yeah. We won't go through the nine ways today, but no. this is just how big has this opened up? How much businesses are leaving on the table by not getting culture right? Well, I think the thing is, um, it's not being proactive about culture. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, there's a great book called um, Legacy, and it's all about the All Blacks. Um, and for me, that's one of the best books on culture I've ever read mm. because the ethos in the All Blacks is they perceive that they don't actually own their shirt. And the question that they're always asking themselves is, how do I leave this shirt in a better place for the next person to wear it? Interesting. Now, for me, how strong is that culture? You know, how do you make your team members leave their shirts in a better place for the next person who comes into your business? Now, the other thing about that book is the All Blacks clean their own changing room at the end of a game. They sweep it up because they have enough pride in themselves that it's important to leave the changing room in the state they found it in. Now, if that isn't an awesome piece of culture, I don't know what is. You know, these superstars of rugby have enough respect for each other and the team that they've gone to visit or the home squad or whatever it is um, and all the people that work in that stadium to actually make damn sure that the changing room is tidy before they leave. Now, culture at its best. Yeah. And you're talking about them on the other side of the world now. Yeah, absolutely. So that message gets around as well. Absolutely. Look, I mean, what do we talk about? We talk about experiences. Yeah, exactly. You know, I remember um, my uh, my wife phoned up the hotel that we use quite a lot in Cornwall um, to essentially book, book a week away. And um, the the lady on the end of the phone said, oh, Mrs. Hemming, yes, uh, nice to hear from you again. Oh, you actually spent your 40th birthday with us, didn't you? Well, Kate came off the phone absolutely blown away. Now, the thing is, all this lady did was pulled up our details, looked at the CRM, saw that there'd been a, an O birthday in there. Sorry, Kate, for giving the age away. And, <laughs> and, and, and look what happened. You know, that is how to create a raving fan. Mm. This is some years ago now, because then I really would give it away, wouldn't I? <laughs> but this is a couple of years ago now. And, you know, I'm still talking about it because yeah. it made such an impact on her. Yeah. So what impact are you making? on your clients and customers as a result of the culture that you have or haven't created in your business. Interesting. And I think, Andy, we'll leave you on that question for you, for you guys, the listeners, to, to walk away with and think about that. Because it's you as leaders of that business that is responsible for putting that culture in place.